Okay, in a Gemara that I actually skipped between two weeks ago and last week, the very first Gemara that we mentioned two weeks ago, Dola Tshuva Shemivia Rifaut Laolam, was based on the Pasak Erpam Shuvatam Oavem Nidava. So, as a continuation of that Maimur, we find the following statement in the Gemara, on the Pepavamadala. Rabbi Chama. Rabbi Hanina Rami, Khtiv, Shuvu Vanim Shovavim. The Meikara Shovavim Atem. In other words, Rimiyahu Navi uses the expression Shuvu Banim Shovavim. Vechtiv, Erpam Shuvotechem. The way the Gemara understands it, I'm not sure this is the only way you could have, the Gemara understands it that Shuvu Banim Shovavim means that even after they do Tshuva, they'll still be called Shovavim. And again, Shovavim is not as a innocuous term as it sounds like in modern Hebrew. It doesn't mean that you're uh, 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 playful, it means you're bad. But then the other Pasuk says, Erpam Meshuvotechem, which was the Pasuk that a few people have quoted, God will uh, cure. Your shovavot means it will disappear. It won't, it won't be true anymore. To cure disease means you're not, you're not diseased. So the Gemara considers these two psukim to be contradictory. After you do tshuva, are you still called? You still have the name of of, of shovav. So the Gemara answers as follows. That's going to be our focus today. The answer. Lo kasha kan mi ava kan mi yira. The Gemara is between tshuva mi ava and tshuva mi yira. Apparently, tshuva mi yira. Is less, therefore it's shuv, that's shuvah and shovavim. You you do shuvah meyira, so you're considered to be children with a certain difficult past. But if you do shuvah meyava, so then it's erpam meshuvotechem. Rashi says, "Demikara shovim atem kishtasut shuvah amale alechem keilu tchilat hachet al yedei naarut." Rashi explains what does it mean the expression Shuvu Vanin Shovavim. So Rashi says, after all, if it's an insult, so what's the point? Rashi says, no, it means if you do Shuvah, it'll be good for you. Why? Because then you'll be called Banim Shovavim. And Rashi does explain the expression Banim Shovavim to mean, okay, you're not uh, perfect. On the contrary, you're basically okay because it. The chet derived from some youthful exuberance, some youthful uh, uh, immaturity. The way in the, in the Lashon of Rashi is, I think immaturity is a good translation, the Lashon of Rashi is that um, I, I view your sin Na'arut means youthfulness, but it's always negative. Uh, uh, that means silly, silly usefulness, shtut, silliness, and, and shovavot. So that is one state. And the other one is, means I fix it. But it's like, Rashi says, if, you, if you're a cripple, and then we... We fix it, so you're called a fixed cripple. You're not, you don't look healthy. That, that's how she understands it. I'm not sure that's the way to understand it, but that's how she understands it. The man says, "Kan mi ava, kan mi yiva." So the question is, what are the two states? 
And what does it do with Abba Vayira? In our, we have a gut feeling that Abba is better than Yira. Which, by the way, even though I think we've heard that many, many times, it's not, it, even that isn't obvious. In the Torah, there are two mitzvot. One is called Yivat Hashem, one is called Abat Hashem. It's not obvious that one is better than the other. But the Rambam, especially in the last paragraph of Hilchot Shuvah, not in the place where he talks about the mitzvah of the mitzvah of Yira, which is in Hilchot Yisrael Tava, but in, 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 in the end of Hilchot Shuvah, he says, Shuvah Mi'ava, and Shuvah Mi'ira, so Shuvah Mi'ava is a higher state. It's what you should be aspiring to. Okay, so it's better. So if it has better, it has a better result. But why these particular two results? Why is this called Pama uh, Shuvotam? Whereas tshuva, that's tshuva miyava, but tshuva miyira is kibalmum shemikzat shmola. What's the what's the point here, and has what's have to do with Abba v'yira? So in order to understand this question, we have to send it between Abba and Yira. Very difficult question. Why? Because the number of theories as to what Abba Tashem and Yira Tashem mean is more or less equivalent to the number of Jews in the world. Or in history. Why in the world? In history. I, I've never seen two Svarim, which is Gospel Avenue, that said the same thing. Uh, it's like, Kemishpat, Kemispar, Havecha, Kacha, Teoriot, Shal Avavira. It's, it's really endless. The Mammon has a very famous discussion at the beginning of the Chodesh Torah as to Ava means attraction, Yira means uh, awe, and Venobachia, uh, the end of Sefakot uh, Adavavot, which is Shara Hava, not Shara Yira, it's a different theory, there are a lot of different theories. So if you know what it means, you can figure out what it means here, otherwise you can be stuck. I'm not going to go through all the possible theories, I'm going to advance one theory that I think makes sense in this context. It is not necessarily contradictory, of course. It depends on the context. What I think makes sense here, and the explanation of Abba Yir that I'm going to use, is advanced by the Sfat Emet in Pashat Vayera. He's talking about what Avraham Avinu's Mido was when he did the Akedah. If I would ask, but don't think, if I would ask quickly, uh, what Midah of connection to God that Abraham Avinu exemplified when he agreed to kill Yitzhak was the what, what, what would be the answer? Mala? Okay. Ava Ava Ayira. No, no, no. See your thought. You're not allowed to think. If you didn't think you would have said Ava. He loved God so much he was willing to give his son to him. What does it do with Yira? He it, it shows you how much he loves God. Just to prove that it's not a crazy answer, one of the famous Jews of history, the Rambam talking about the Akedah in the Mount of Uchim, asks what was the purpose of the Akedah after what says test Hashem Nisa one points out God has no reason or need or makes sense to test people because he knows the answer in advance so he doesn't get anything for the test because he knew that Abraham would have done it and Abraham doesn't get anything for the test because it's only a test so the Bible gives two answers one of which is it's for us we learn from that Pasha the extent the sheer in halachic terms, the shear of Avat Hashem. Rabbi just assumes that it's about Avat Hashem, and it comes to tell you that Avat Hashem has no bullets, even sacrifice your own son. That's the point of the Akedah. So it makes a lot of sense. There's only one problem, that it's against the Pasuk. Because what does it say in the Pasuk? What does the Malachah say? Atayadati ki, Yerei Elokimata. 
Ramam pays no attention to that. Or he thought that in that context there's no difference between Av and Yeh, uh, they're synonyms. He pays no attention. So the Sfatemet, the Sfatemet says that, no, no, I'll explain to you why the Akedah is about Yeh Hashem, as it's explicitly testified in the Pasuk, and not about Av Hashem. He gives a definition of Av Yeh, which is different than what you would think. It's not nice things and negative things. It's not running away or getting close, which is the Lama's definition in your ending. He says like this, Havat Hashem means you do things because you identify with them. It's not about God so much. It's about, if, because Avat Hashem, let's say, let's say Yeshom Shabbos. You can be Shom Shabbos because of Avat Hashem or Yerat Hashem. Avat Hashem means Yeshom Shabbos because you think it's the greatest thing in the world. You really, you, you see, not, not, not for side reasons, you really see the Kedusha, you taste the Kedusha. It's, uh, and, and it's attractive. You identify with the point. You identify with the thing. Let's say, I give a case that I think we would call Avat Hashem. Uh, why don't you steal? So, uh, uh, so would say that that's Avat Hashem. You, you think it's bad to steal. It's, here it's a negative thing, but the point is you, you identify with the point. A case of Yirat Hashem, an extreme case, would be shatness. Why do we observe shatness? We have no inner identification with it. We're not in love with the Easter of shatness. We do it because God said so. So to obey God's word is Yirat Hashem. If you do something because God said it's also, or God said you have to do it, that's Yirat Hashem. If you do it because aside from God telling you to do it, you also... Um, know it's true, you feel it's true, you, you, you live and breathe it's truth, that's called Avat Hashem. Just in terms of the Akedah, as uh, 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 point was, Ravon Avinu, after all, was Shomer Kiemet Kolotor Akula, even though God didn't tell it to him. So obviously most things he did, he did because of, he just knew they were right. Medrash has the expression, his two kidneys flowed and, and taught him Torah. That means he instinctually knew that this was the right way. And in fact, Svatemis' point is that everything Avram Avinu did, he did mitoch Abat Hashem. Because it wasn't Abat Hashem, he, he did what he knew was right. And he, as opposed to us, so some things we just do because we have to, he really saw the truth and the beauty and the, and the correctness and the value in everything he did. But therefore, he had no Yirat Hashem at all. If you've never experienced the Midah, it doesn't exist. He never had ever been placed in a situation where he had to do something because Yirat Hashem. That's opposed to me. Well, I have a lot more Yirat Hashem than Avamino had. Because this morning I got up and went to Minyan. Yirat Hashem. I didn't want to do it. I was tired. But, you know, the Shulchan Aruch was there. The, the, the voice. The voice of conscience was there, not my heart. So I got to go into Minyan. And most things I do. What can I do? Because I, I have Yirat Hashem. So I have more Yirat Hashem than Avinu. So God wanted Avinu to have Yirat Hashem. So he had to give him something to do which he wouldn't identify with. But there aren't any such things. Avinu is really a perfect tzaddik. You can't give him any mitzvah he wouldn't identify with, except for one. Or not one, there are many like this, but none of them exist. What, what, what would have to be? It has to be a lie. He bluffed them. He said to him, do something that's bad. So Avinu said, oh, okay, let me see if I can identify with that. Didn't work. Uh, to, I'm going to broaden a little bit. I'm going to pump up a little bit. He doesn't say the following line, but he, he should have. <laughs> it took three days. It took three days for Avinu to get to Haram Maria. Why? Why did God send him for a three-day journey? Because for three days, what did he do for those three days? He wanted to, he was going to do it anyhow. 
Scott told him to do it, but he wanted to do it as a Oy Vashem. So he was like thinking, oh, maybe it's a good thing to kill Yitzhak. Let's figure it out. And he's working at all the time. You know the Medrashim, when the Satan comes and tells him, hey, tells him, be. He's like, he's like, he's not, he's not being tempted not to do it. He's being tempted not to do it, Bitoch Ava, successfully. Because you can't develop. Well, Avam could have developed Abba for something like that. So in the end, he only did it mitoch yivad, and God said to him, Atayadati, now, I know, because now it's true. It wasn't true beforehand. Before it wasn't true. Now it's true that you're a Yirei, Yirei Hashem. Okay, that's the background. But that's the definition of Abba v'yira. What does it do with tshuva? There are two kinds of tshuva. The Bama says, Perakyud, Halacha Aleph, Yechaz tshuva. There are two kinds of tshuva. Tshuva mi'ava, tshuva mi'yira. You read in the Rambam, the Rambam is talking about Shuvah Meyivah because you're afraid of getting uh, going to Gehenom. Shuvah Meyivah is because you love God. Putting it in the context that the Svatevat says, Shuvah Meyivah is you did something bad and you you realize that, that it's awesome and, and you you want to do what God says. So you were tempted, you, you knew that it was awesome then also, but the Yitzhah was too strong. You're going to fight the Yitzhah and you're not going to do it. Shuvami Ava means that now you you really can't imagine doing it. You 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 know that this is bad and this is good. It's like saying that I once ate machalot uh, or but now I think it tastes bad. It tastes bad not because it tastes bad. It tastes bad because to me it tastes bad. Because for me that kind of thing is no longer it's no longer attractive. I'm attracted to the good. I'm not attracted to the bad anymore. The difference is that in the first, you haven't really undergone any transformation whatsoever. You're the same person you were before. But you've, you've agreed to be obedient. So it's, it's, like, it's like, so to speak, it's from your head. You, know, you, you, you knew it was wrong, and now you say, I was wrong, so I'm going to do it right. But your inner being is where it was before. You haven't really changed. You've changed your actions, which is very important. You're going to be a tzaddik. That could be a rush anymore. That's fine. Shuvah mi'ava is a transformation of the person. Before you were, you, you, you didn't see why it was wrong. You, you were, on the contrary, you were attracted to wrong things. You, you thought it might be a good thing to steal because you become rich. You thought it might be a good thing to, to do A, B, and B because it's pleasurable. You were, you, now, all of a sudden, you, you see that your inner being, your true self, this is, what I, this is what I should be. And I'm going to try to become that kind of a person. So practical results is the same. You're going to do good things, you're not going to do bad things. But the difference is, thinking back to what I've been saying for the last two weeks, is that in one, your actions are different. But you're not, going, you're not necessarily going anywhere. I, w- I want to uh, uh, modify that to some extent. It's a very important theory, very important theory, because it's basically it's, what, it's what's going to affect us most of the time of Jewish life. That's presented by the Sefer Chinuch and by the Ramban in one place, and Avchastai Kreskas as the sod of, of almost everything. And that is that what we are is affected by what we do, and not the other way around. It's not that we do things that exhibit, externalize our our feelings, our uh, state of uh, moral development. But the other way around. If you do something, you become like that. You don't give stucker because you're merciful. If you give stucker, you'll become merciful. And Kachar Rav explains That's why you do mitzvot, to develop your good traits, not to do them. It's a very important point because one thing it explains, or it promotes, the virtue of hypocrisy. 
very important to be hypocritical. I'm saying that. Okay, I did smile. I didn't mean to smile. I'm saying that without irony. You sometimes hear, and to a certain extent, I think it's we've been we've been we've been exposed to a great deal of propaganda about to thine own self be true. Who said that? Anybody here went to high school? Who said? Who's the Baba Maimo? Okay, Shakespeare said it, very good, but who said it? That's a harder question, right? Shakespeare said it. But Shakespeare didn't say it, he just wrote it. Who said it? It's important to who said it because it wasn't actually one of the heroes of the play. It was said by Polonius, not by Hamlet. It was said by Polonius to Hamlet. Polonius is a hypocrite. So when he said that, it might not, it might not really be a good thing. But usually people cite it as being, oh, Shakespeare had kazakt, but give the Baba Shemo Mo, maybe Gulal Olam. Shakespeare said, above all, to thine own self be true. And today there's a lot of, uh, a lot of propaganda about that. It's very important to express your true self, also to be hypocritical. So you should let it all out. You shouldn't keep things bottled up. A little bit of psychological influence from, from a little bit of Freudian influence. You shouldn't keep things bottled up inside you. And, you know, it's very important to be honest. Hebrew's called dugri. You should just you should say what's on your mind. And so, the Chastai Kreskas and the Balachina Chuli pointed out in Jerusalem it's the other way around. What you are is very nice, but frankly, you're a schlub. I mean, you know, you, you were born, you were born as a baby. Babies, children, are by definition egotistical, selfish, and, and self-serving. That's what they do. They, they eat. And, and if you just express what you are, you're not going to have a change. You're going to be just like that. Education, and eventually even life, consists of doing things that you're not on that level. You're acting better than you are. Oh, but if you act better than you are, you become better than you are. So it's, you're supposed to be more merciful than you should be. The guy who knocked on my door last night, my address seems to be in a database of the, uh, the collected uh, United uh, Beggars of Israel. He knocks on my door. Now, I know the guy. I don't 100% believe that he... I have a lot of shyness about whether it is. In any event, I'm not a particularly sympathetic person. He annoys me. I would rather not open the door. And I usually don't open the door, but... Uh, I don't know. I opened it this one time. And, uh, and then I give him money. A little bit. And... I'm not expressing my sympathetic... I'm not, I'm not uh, Mother Teresa. I mean, I can start thinking of a Jewish example. I'm not even, I'm not the Chavetz Chaim, okay? I don't give see the poor guy and say, oh, yeah, I want to share my money with you. I don't want to share my money with him. But I give him the money anyhow. In theory, it works a little bit for me, and I think it works more for other people. If you, if you give Saka, you become a more merciful person. The Russian of Avchastai, Achalei Hamasim Holech Halev. That's a side point. So that's the virtue of being hypocritical. You're not just supposed to do what you feel. You're supposed to do much more than you feel. And hopefully you'll become, you'll become a better person. To get back to what I'm saying here now, that, that what's called chuvami ava is a person, whatever the methodology, a person who now is a better person than he was yesterday. Because yesterday he didn't love this thing, which is why he didn't do it. He thought Shabbos was a bore, and therefore he had trouble with Shabbos. And in order to manage to get through it, so I just read American Jewish newspapers. He had to text a few times to keep up with his Facebook. But now he really loves Shabbos. And, and he loves not being on Facebook. And he loves not doing malachas. So he's changed. That's what I've been trying to describe for two weeks. That's the process of tshuva where you are creating more good than there was before. You're climbing closer to God. 
The person who is basically the same, but he's just he has a stronger yetsatov, he has a stronger self discipline, and he's he's forcing himself not to give in, and therefore he's not doing a virus, so he's not a better person. He's not a better thing. He's not he hasn't changed. His chuyot and averot, he has more chuyot than this averot. And he'll go to Olam Havim, he won't go to Ganem, 100%. And God will also forgive him because he, he feels bad about what he did yesterday, so we'll have mechila for those averots. But we're not at all in the process I've been trying to describe for the last two weeks. He's not getting closer to God. Except that, I take it back again, Rav Chasa is right. If you, if you do it often enough, you will become a better person. But right now, the tshuva that he's done... Is not, does not involve any change in him. He's not any, he's the same distance from God as he was before. But he's not going to do any more about Tshuva works. He gets Mechila, he gets Kapara, he's Nechtam Lachayim Tauvir, Baruchim Bishalom, either on Rosh Hashanah or on Yom Kippur, and he'll have another year to, to, to spend. The first is, that's called Tshuva Miyira. Tshuva Miyava is a transformation of who you are. A person who is in love with the good. And, and, and despises bad is also a different person. He's a person who has a connection to the good. He's a good person. He's a person whose life is, 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 is imbued with good midos. They're, they're, they're the midos that he wants, they're, they're his natural midos now. Okay? So, how does that. Now, we know the difference between those, because the difference between those six is what I've described for the last two weeks. One is a person who has, has done something which will result in kapala. God will reevaluate him because he said, I'm sorry. So God will say, okay, I have a deal with you. If you chose a betshuva, ani mochel. The second, what's called here, shav me'ava, is a person who doesn't even have to wait for God to reevaluate. He's a different person. He's a person whose life is now expressing by doing tshuva in the process of coming closer to God. He's creating kedusha. He's bringing shekhinah into the world. As I said two weeks ago, that is refuah. That is chayim. Uh, last week, but that's something which is Why? Because it recreates a relationship with God. It's not that God now likes you or will come close to you. The relationship with God is not the relationship was before. The pagam disappeared because you're, you're, you're in the act of loving, not saying I'm sorry. So here, Nafkamina is interesting the way the, 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 the Gemara is mushroom based on the Pasuk. Um, one is he's called. If it's if you shav me yira, so Rashi says that's like a balmum shenit rapei shemiktzat shmo alav. It means the past doesn't disappear. You had a problem. You were a balmum. You were a cripple, and then we got you a prosthetic leg, or we cured you somehow. We had an operation, so you can now walk. Okay, you're allowed to walk. You can walk. You can find. You can jump. But shmo alav, the, the past still exists. So you're called erpam shuvotam. I will cure it. I will fix it. Okay, the problem has been fixed. The other one, Shavmi Ava, is Shuvu Banim Shovim. The word Shovim is a crucial word here. But she says that Maale Alechem Keilu Tchilat Hachet Al Yedei Naarut Shdut Veshovavot. What does that mean? Try to think of what it means in our, in our own context. You see somebody sometimes it's something which is done by older people, not by younger people. And I think we'll understand why. I do it, and you don't do it. If uh, wh- wh- why do I say that? You're you're young. You're peers. When I look at my advanced age, I look at people who are younger than you. I don't have the same understanding of you. Let's say people who are high school age. So everybody in high school is bad, more or less. 
you know, why? So we call shovavut. It's a naughtiness. It's a rascalness, rascality. There must be a noun for being a rascal. You know, those nice cute words. We don't really, as parents, we, 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 we would like it, but we know that getting from the age of 12 to the age of 20 involves not a straight path. It, it never works out the way. So if, if somewhere along the line, there are these few, these really kids, uh, the Yogamim, they're called in Hebrew, these like, you know, sweetie kids that just go to school all day. But, you know, the kids with a little bit of, the, the better kids, the ones with a little bit of zest of life, so they can have a few months there where they did terrible things. And while they did it, it was really terrible. But afterwards, everything Baruch Hashem turned out okay. They, they, they caught themselves in time. They went to Yeshivat HaVetziyam. became a great time Chachamim. And then it turns out that everything was, everything was integrated. It was, all, it was a crazy path, but it all made sense in the end. That's what Rashi is describing here. Why do I say it depends on your age? Because if you're 12, if you're 13, and your friend is 13, and you're good and he's bad, you know, you're not, there's no reason why you should give him credit. <laughs> he's bad. Like he's, tried, you know, he, he's not going to school. He's not doing his homework, and you are. But you need this perspective. Years and years later, so it turned out that it, wasn't, it didn't harm him at all. In fact, it might have even contributed. You know, like uh, having a few uh, months or years or weeks of uh, doing crazy things. In the end, it turned out that it made you a better person even. I'm really exaggerating now, but, but it happens. It's part of the story. Yeah, there, there are novels that are based on it. There was a, there was a German tradition, which still takes place, of writing these novels that are called, I forgot the German term, but they mean education novels. You, 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 you follow somebody from the age of uh, 14 to the age of 40. Something like that. <laughs> begins with a B. Very good. Uh, Herman Heschel and I was like that. Okay, you know, because... And they're never straightforward because it'll be boring. The interesting ones are Mapala Vichuva, Mapala Vichuva. In the end, it all, not just that it, it turned out okay, but the, the fall, in fact, even contributed somewhat to the, to the eventual thing. So that's what Rashi is saying here before the second point is Tchilat Hachet, in retrospect, it wasn't because you were Chote. In retrospect, it was Shavavot, Na'arut Vishtut. And uh, eventually you you turned out you turned out okay. Okay, something happened to make you you, you were immature. Now, Alpidin, if you're thirteen, you're not immature. Alpidin. If you're thirteen, you have a mitzvah. If you're eighteen, so you we can kill you. You have an ocean. Uh, I think when Chazal said eighteen, eighteen to Chazal was really old. Thirteen year olds they called them adults but they knew they were kids. But by the time you were 18, you had already been married for two years, three years, you had three kids, you were, you were working. But like, we know, like, frankly, I, I'll be did an 18-year-old, he's Chayv Kares, he's, he's, he's Chayv Misa, he's been five years doing mitzvahs. Ah, come on, uh, every time my wife hears about an 18-year-old getting married, she hits the roof, you know, like, he's not, he's not an adult, he's a kid, an 18-year-old American, Israelis are going to the army. Americans are going to... Fraternities, they go to football games. No one expects them to be mature. There's a delayed adolescence in America. It's a, it's a different. The psychologists will talk about it. Delayed adolescence. Adolescence, you don't expect them to be men. They're not allowed to vote. I mean, you know, they're not allowed to drink. Why, why can they drink? Why can they drive? Why can a 16-year-old drive? Because you can't. But Alpidin, Alpidin, he's a full-fledged adult. There's nothing more to left. Alpidin, that's true. Mitzis, it's not true. So the Mitzis is, later, when you're 16, you should, I want you to treat yourself as an adult. When you get to be 40, you look back and say, Na'arut, Shobavut, Vishtut. How is that connected to Ava and Yira? Somebody who, it's the point, what does Na'arut, Shobavut, Vishtut mean? 
it was part of a process. To get here, you have to... You, you, we all start as children. We all start as little children. Little children. Of course we have no expectations for them. I said, babies are all, by definition, their only midah is selfishness. That's the only thing babies have. They, they suckle. They, they drink. But looking back, 16-year-olds are not wise. They're not mature. They're fickle. They're frivolous. They try to do mitzvahs occasionally. But, but in looking back, part of their development, in order to become a mature 22-year-old, you had to be a less mature. But to, I mean, I don't agree with all these theories, but you know, you read theories of education, it's important to be not serious. So that's getting carried away a little bit. The modern American educational psychology. You wouldn't want a kid who's 16 to be reading books all the time. That's too much. Okay, it's a little bit carried away, but in retrospect, the fact that he wasn't the most serious person at 16, when he went to yeshiva, and he was supposed to learn, sometimes he played hooky and... and uh, and uh, play basketball every single night or cut, even cut Sadie to play basketball in retrospect it was an Aveira but it was part of his development okay and it all works out for the world that's what Rashi is explaining here that's Tshuva Mi Ava if you're in fact developing so that gives me the ability to look back correctly not just as I'm doing you a favor look back incorrectly and saying since you really are growing so I can somehow inculcate, I can absorb what objectively was a chet and say that it was part of development. I'm going to say something now which will sound, it's trivially true and it sounds absurd and I think it's even deeply true. You cannot do tshuva unless you do a chet first. There's an amazing line in Tefillah Zaka which is the minute of Ashkenazim, it's only 150 years old Tefillah Zaka, but the Ashkenazi community said before before Kornidri. Uh, uh, since most people get to Kornidri not 15 minutes before it begins, you don't usually have time to say all of Tefillah Zaka. So you, whenever the Chazan gets up and says, they start saying, Ozo you quit. So this is towards the end. You might not have ever gotten to it. But there's a line there where the person says to God, after all, if I hadn't done the Chet, I couldn't have done Shuvah. And it sounds ridiculous. I guess that's what we can pull you off. I hadn't stolen, I couldn't have done a Shabbos Aveda, so it's okay that I stole. So it doesn't mean that it's okay that you steal, but it means that if you steal and you do give it back, if you steal and you don't give it back, you're just a Nabal But if you steal and then you do Shuvah and you give it back, then the stealing is part of the Shuvah. Tzadik and Gemurim don't do Shuvah. And what I'm trying to explain for three weeks is that Shuvah is a value in and of itself. It's not just a cure for being an Avayan. Shuvah is the reason why the world was created. It's Chayim, it's Rifa'ut. So if, you, if it works out, if you're developing, then the lack of development, then the Shuvavut, the Na'arut V'shtut, instead of being an Aveira, is, is pre-stage. It's Na'arut Shuvavut V'shtut. It's the immature stage that led to maturity. But if you're only doing Tshuva Meira, it's okay, you're saying, I did this yesterday, I'm sorry I did it, I won't ever do it again. But you're the same person, then the Aveira is still the Aveira. God forgives you. Okay, but your name, Moshe Rashi, is your name is still, the Mikzat, a little bit, your name is still, Balmum Shenitrapeh, because nothing good came out of that Aveira. Because you said you're sorry, we won't count it against you. Very important. It means you'll live and not die. And nothing I said should be taken to in any way belittle the importance of Tshuva Meira. You have to do that first. 
but you can't then integrate, you can't just say after say, ah, it was only the it was the part of growing up. It wasn't part of growing up. Because you didn't grow up. You stayed the same. You just became a little bit stronger to follow the law. Let's take laws which we don't. Give an example of a law which I'm not going to admit now. I admitted before that I don't necessarily identify. I, I do identify with getting up to go to menu. It's not enough. That's the I don't identify with at all. Double parking. Okay, God doesn't ask for double parking, but the government does. I don't identify with the ISA. Meaning, I know why it's ISA, because it, it messes up the thing. But when it's my turn to double park, it's really okay. It was that I grew up, I had my first car I bought when I was 20 years old. I was living in Washington Heights, and there was no legal parking in Washington Heights. <laughs> uh, you were supposed to double park. Today, I think they actually changed the law, you were allowed to double park. But nowadays it was ISA, but the police didn't give you a ticket unless you missed by one minute when they did the alternate side of the street parking hour change. So you had to like run out and get there. And um, Lichtenstein didn't double park. We both lived in the same neighborhood. He was driving a 1962 Cadillac, which he got for $500 someplace, which looked like the kind of car which you associate with people who wear belt hats and double-breasted suits, and it was really a strange car. And he didn't double park, which means he spent hours looking for a legal parking space. We all double parked. Why? Because we didn't think it was bad. We thought it was illegal. We didn't think it was bad. So if you can get away with it, the only thing was bad is we got a ticket, but if you got away with it, it was perfectly okay. So if you view eating tafas as the way a loyal, serious citizen of New York City views double parking, and you don't do it because the law says you shouldn't do it, you're a law-abiding citizen, that's true for if you double parked yesterday and today you decided, after getting a ticket, you realize that it's really dangerous, you're not going to do it ever again, which did happen to me in Midtown when I parked illegally the first two times I dropped the Stern College to teach, and that's when I stopped taking my car. So I did true, but no more parking in Midtown where it says no, no parking. I couldn't afford the $200 a week. And that's true for me, Yira. The Avera is still there. If the judge would be like God, and I would say to him, I'm sorry, and therefore he would... Mechila, not charge me, that would have been nicer. Didn't happen. So I would have got that, I would have had to pay. But the Aveo is still there. I'm still a bad person who's done Shuva. But if, uh, because of a sudden revolution in my thinking, I realized how beautiful it is not to double park, and how obeying traffic laws is the meaning of human life, and it makes you a better person, and I really want to be that kind of a person, then you can say... So what about yesterday when you were double parker? Oh, then I was a little kid, and then I was a fool. But, but, but I've grown up since then. And so the whole meaning of the Avera becomes, uh, becomes changed. In other words, Bikitsa, it's the same point I made. I'm, I'm, I have no other point to make. I'm making only one point the third week in a row. Here it says there are two kinds of tshuva. Last week I said, this is tshuva. Now it says that there are two kinds of tshuva. There's tshuva where you stop doing the chet. If you stop doing the chet, then it has a certain effect. The effect is, God forgives you. If you have to do tshuva, you have to do it for real. You need tshuva shlem. You have to do it, you know, heartfelt. But God forgives you. You need, you've left the Avera, you promise not to do it again, you won't do it again. It has an effect, very important effect. And then there's what's called, till now, what's called last week or two weeks ago, gedola tshuva. Not that the tshuva has an effect, but it's good to be about tshuva. It's good to be in the process of tshuva. What's good about it other than its effects? This is, what's good about it is that you are... In a process, you're coming closer to God every second. Becoming better is important, not because you're better, but because you're becoming better. 
And here is another nafkamina. Not even as, well, I don't know, it's, it's interesting. It's not as pretty as last week's nafkamina. It's not life. It's not refuah. The nafkamina is, it changes how we view your past. Not just that we decide to ignore your past. Mocha. But your past is really better. Because your past becomes not something of itself. But part of, if you're in a process, then everything is in a process. And my past, my averos, which are part of my process becoming better, are in fact springboards. They're, they're part of the process becoming better. And therefore they have a totally different look. This connects it to a mind which appears in Amud Bet, Amud and does begin with the words Gedolat Shuvah, said by Rish Lakish. The, I'm skipping one, it's the one, two, fourth mind. Uh oh, fifth mind. Amud Rish Lakish. Gedolat Shuvah says, Donot Naasot Lo Kishkagot. Shuva turns your your averot b'mezid into like averot b'shogeg. Shenemar Shuva Yisrael Hashem Elokecha ki chashalta ba'avonecha. Ha'avon mezidu akorei mechshol. You you tripped up ba'avon. The word avon is interpreted k'mari nyoma to mean mezid. So you're not nechshol. Nechshol means you fell in. Mezid means you did it. As Mazda ki chashalta ba'avonecha. If Shuvah Yisrael, then I'll say Kashat Avarech. It turns the Avon into a Kishalom, into a into a Shogeg. The Gemara asks, "V'Amar Eishlakish, same name, same person. Gedolat Shuvash does not Nasalo Kizichuyot. Incredible statement. I understand how God forgives you, so He views it as though ah, you didn't do it on purpose. You did it because you were swept up in Neitzahara, uh, kind of Shogeg." Which like I said, Gdolat Shuvash is donot nasotlo kezichuyot. Your averus become merits. They become mitzvahs. Kim mitzvahs, you can say anything you want, but what could it possibly mean? That's the Gemara's Kasha. Shenemar uveshuv rasham rishotov asam mishpat utztaka alehem yichia. So the way, obviously it's a drasha. Kesheshuv rasham rishotov vasam mishpat. When you do tshuva from Yaveros, that itself is making mishpat. It turns Yaveros into mishpat tzedek. Lorenz says, Lokasha, kan mi ava, kan mi, kan mi yiru. Explanation is, exactly the same thing. If you did an Aveira and you did tshuva mi yira, so the Aveira doesn't count anymore. It's nasal kishkagot. But since you do shogeg If you do a mazer, I'm angry at you. If you do a shogeg, I'm not angry at you. Because I realize it wasn't really your fault, or a little bit your fault. Uh, what does it mean? You say, I'm sorry, it wasn't my fault. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. So it's still, it's a shkaga, not an, and not amazing. So that's miyira. Nasalo kizichuyot. Mi'avid becomes schuyot. What could that possibly mean? So I think it means is what the Tefillah Zaka says. If you do tshuva miyava, then it turns out, as funny as it sounds, that the Aveva was part of the tshuva itself. You can't do tshuva without Aveva's. That's not a recommendation to do Averus first. But if you have done Averus, you can then turn them into something actually positive. They were the springboard for my moving forward. And then, if you, if you do Tshuva, so that even the Averus, and this is literally what it says here, it's hard to believe, you actually get a, a check for the Averus as well, before you had a, a minus. The explanation is the same thing. Tshuva Mi'ava means it's all a process of becoming better. Tshuva Mi'ira is no process, just... Now I do it, now I do it, now I don't. Now I didn't do it, now I do do it. So I act differently, but I'm the same person. That works, but you are not about children. You have done children, but you're not about children. 
the recommendations of Gedolat Tshuva, not affected Tshuva, but Gedolat Tshuva, is to somehow get into Tshuva in that sense. And here there's actually a, a, at least an explanation of psychological process that's involved. Psychological process involved is called here Yiva and, and Ava. It's not something which you can actually choose so much to do, but it's something which you can, I think if you're aware of it, you can try to open yourself. One of, the, one of our goals is not merely to stop doing Aveos, but also to identify with mitzvahs, to open up our conception, open up our hearts, open up our understanding that the truth is true, that the good is good, and not merely required. I see it as being good. It's, it's tov ta'im. It's, it's something which I want to eat. And to, it, you can't exactly control that, but you can, you can aim yourself, I think, in that direction, and, and, and hopefully it, it, will, it will develop on, develop on its own. Okay, we still have some more mamavim, so we still have at least one more week. Uh, in Yitz Hashem, there are actually three or four mamavim left, so I'll pick one more to do uh, for, for next week as well.